Everybody, it's almost time for strolling the strip again. That's right, my neighborhood, the Strip District. June twenty sixth, it's coming up. We go to all the bars, the restaurants. We bop around my neighborhood. I'll tell some stories about growing up with Kenny Oldensky and Robert and all the gang. So if you want to come along and hang out, Frankie Merge is going to be there. Frank, you're coming again. <laughs> Josh, all my friends, so stop by and have fun with me. And I'm going to give tickets away right now. So email me at mail at jimcren.com mail at jimcren.com just email me stroll in the strip jimmy i want to go stroll in the strip jimmy i want to go write that down first emails will be in sequence will be picked and you will get six tickets each and i will just keep giving them as long as i can so just get those emails in now see it stroll in the strip you know if you followed my career in radio for the last uh, quarter century, you know, I haven't done many commercials. I really haven't, and I haven't done many ads. I know I left money on the table, but you know why? I, I The only time I do a commercial or an ad is when it's a product that I can believe in. And that's why I'm proud to announce our sponsor for Jim Cran No Restrictions, J&D Waterproofing. It's a true Pittsburgh family business. And I really believe in this in this company. And the way I say family business, uh, the reason I like family business is because when they do a job, it's their legacy involved. Not just a job, but it's their legacy. J&D Waterproofing. They've been doing great work for 75 years. Waterproofing, wall anchors, excavation, driveways, uh, windows, roofing, gutters, siding remolding. Call them at 1-800-VERY-DRY, V-E-R-Y, DRY, D-R-Y, 1-800-VERY-DRY, J&D Waterproofing. They are the official sponsor of Jim Cren, No Restrictions, and I couldn't be more honored. I welcome them, and I tell you what, you cannot go wrong supporting this great family business, J&D Waterproofing, for Jim Cren, No Restrictions. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Jim Cren No Restrictions Podcast. We are worldwide, we are nationwide on the Sideshow Network. The boys are in studio, they're at Talent Networking. Terry Jones, John Evans, Mike Wysocki. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Cren. Jim Cren No Restrictions on the Sideshow Network, brought to us by J&D Waterproofing, celebrating 75 years of service. J&D Waterproofing. We have Josh Folio here. Happy birthday, Josh, by the way. It's birthday week here. And Wayne. For No Restrictions team. I was, yeah, I was getting her. Wayne Wild. Happy birthday, Wayne. Another birthday guy. It's, birth, it's birthday week. And, of course, uh, Dave Settlemar, Frank Mergia, Corey Gale, Ryan the intern, and John Evans, Mike Wysocki, Terry Jones, myself, here at the Talent Network Studios. And uh, do you guys have great birthdays and all that? Yeah? Turn, how old are you guys now? 58? Josh is 25. <laughs> 25? There it is. Come on. Very nice, man. Josh can run a car now. <laughs> hey, congratulations on the car rental. Terry is eating uh, his lunch, poor guy. He was in traffic getting here. He was in some wicked traffic. Yeah. Uh, Squirrel Hill Tunnels in Pittsburgh. Oh, and Bottlenecks then, up sometimes. And, and then going to get Mikey, yeah. there's human traffic 
with the arts festival. In the, oh, the arts. That's uh, right. With the arts festival. Pittsburgh Arts Festival. And then on top of that, there was an accident <laughs> with like four hot blonde chicks in an SUV. Yeah. And two other busted vehicles. That sounds like a like, porn movie. Oh, it did. <laughs> now, I was waiting for him to get out and be like, we don't have insurance, but we could fix this. Yeah. <laughs> I love the arts festival. Uh, by the way, if you're, if you're going to the arts festival and you're in Pittsburgh, uh, please tip the mimes. I always feel bad for the mime mm-hmm. all through the years. It's 90 degrees. It's hot. Their little mime makeup's running, and nobody wants to tip the mime. Nobody likes the mime. They flip the mime off at Pittsburgh. You know, get the no fuck respect. out of here. And you can, the mime can't say anything back. No respect. The mime gets no respect. Mm-hmm. Tip the mime. I know. People don't realize mime is money. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got to. quote Billy Crystal, right? <laughs> yes. Mime is money. Poor little <laughs> mimes. <laughs> yeah. The arts festival's happening. Hey, uh, uh I got to watch. I was a uh, shout out to my friends uh, Dave and Michelle. I was in, in Florida watching. I was watching a Heat game. They're huge Heat fans at their house. LeBron James at the end of the game. I don't know if you saw Game One of the NBA Finals against the Spurs. LeBron is cramped. He can't get up from cramps. It was the wildest thing. This is the greatest player on earth right now, right? He's just sitting there all cramped up. That's amazing to me. He couldn't move. Said he, he had that like two IVs and all. It, he's had cramping in the past, I guess, but he, but he couldn't. He lost, they lost the game on cramps. Isn't it wild? Terrible. It was ninety five degrees. The that, air conditioning that, broke. It's so <laughs> ridiculous to be playing a game at ninety five degrees. I'm not making an excuse, but that's just an insane temperature to be running around on a basketball. They should have. How is that yeah. fixed? They should have <laughs> yeah, rolled them out. And San Antonio. Oops. But I mean, yeah. they had to deal with it too. I mean, they could have also suffered from cramps. It just happened to have happened to the Heat's best player. That's which, true. Mm-hmm. Tim Duncan's always, ninety years old. He he did it. He this is not the it. first time he suffered from cramps. No, there was a couple other games where he had yeah. that problem. That's too. That's just one Achilles heel cramps. Yeah. With his size and everything, I mean, with his size and yeah. I guess being He's properly hydrated and everything, if you're not hydrated properly, you will run into that issue. But it, like you say, it's 95 degrees. You're all playing in there. And even my argument with you, yeah. not enough fat. See, Dude. you're all healthy. <laughs> We're eating healthy stuff now. If you had a cheeseburger, fourth so, quarter, if he ate like me, if LeBron ate like me, fourth <laughs> quarter, he is dunking the ball. They win the game one if he goes to Steak and Shake, breaks the diet a little bit, goes for the bacon cheeseburger. Bacon in his diet. I have to get, I got to get in touch with this guy. Yeah. So for game, you know, two and three, bacon. That's all I'm going to say. Bacon, mm-hmm. grease. You need fat. Grease, so the Gatorade can work its charm. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I have a. You guys have seen me on the court. I have a four and a half inch vertical leap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you do. And that's just not all natural. That is from the actual <laughs> fat. Friends in the top ten dunks it, on yeah. YouTube. You got. You got to look it up. Yeah, that's it. But it's on a Nerf hoop. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's a technicality. It's I, a there's never hoop. been there's never been a more scrutinized player than LeBron James ever. You're right in the history of sport. All the hatred well, of him has made me like him. Yeah, you know why? Because like I start rooting for him because everyone gangs up on him all the time. You're, you're, I'm a huge you're fan. right, Mike. Well, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm a huge fan of his of him too because he he stood he stands up to all the pressure since high school. I'm thinking about it. this guy was under the microscope since high school. I knew about him when he was like a junior sophomore in high school. Yeah. He's kind of lived up to ridiculous height. Yeah. That's what's amazing. When you're called King James at like 17 or whatever he was in high school. Yeah, everyone's going to hate you. Everyone's going to, you know, it's going to rub people the wrong way. How do you live up to that? And he, and he did. And, he, and they hated him in Cleveland when he went to Miami, oh, right? Cause it, and it was kind of crazy. He, I know he said he kind of regrets that whole part. Remember he had that big party yeah. on ESPN? The decision, The yeah. decision and all. 
It was a little mm-hmm. over the top. Yeah. But damn it, he was right. Right? Yeah. With Wade and Bosch, they, they put Allen. it together, and, and they can have a dynasty if he doesn't cramp up. Because he eats some grease. He's, uh, I think he's on the three-peat this year. I hope so. They, they, I, I think that to. a lot of the hatred for LeBron James comes from Michael Jordan fans who don't want him to approach Sur- yeah, or surpass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, they naturally they go, oh, Jordan's the best ever. That's case closed. And they just mm. want to see this guy fail. And I, I want him to succeed because – that's a lot of pressure to have to succeed under. I mean, for this era too, it's kind of yeah. cool to watch it. We can watch. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's uh, interesting. My buddy uh, Dave, I say, is a big uh, Heat fan and knows basketball well. He's telling me, you know, Pat Pat Riley. I didn't know this. He actually patented, copy wrote whatever three peat. Yeah. So he gets money. He's made like a hundred million, or he's made millions upon millions of dollars from three peat. So anytime anybody has writes it, prints it, puts it on jerseys, puts it on a poster, three peat. This guy gets some coin. How smart was that? That's he didn't genius. even make up the. He didn't even. He didn't even say it. Somebody else did. A couple other players did back mm-hmm. in the Laker days. Said we're going to three peat. He was smart yeah. enough to patent it or, or copyright it. Now he's, he's making a ton of Ma- money. Magic Johnson still has you know eighteen cases of three piece t- three peat t shirts in his garage. Because I think even Lil Wayne had a joint called Three Pete for his third album. See? And so then Pat Riley made money Pat off that. Yeah. I say we do. Let's do Six Pete because when they win six championships. <laughs> six Pete. We'll look ahead. Right? Yeah. We'll I say try we, it. I say we start patenting something for the Steelers to get that seven. Oh, that. Yeah. Stairway to seven. It's probably already been done. It is. Stairway. I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, I see <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was like actually a picture. actually had the T-shirt. Uh, yeah, I'm, no, I'm kidding. It has like Troy no, Palmolo's Jesus and then there's like stairs <laughs> or whatever, like a heaven. Yeah. Stairway they to seven. They have Troy's Jesus. Yeah. It's like he's like <laughs> Jesus. Awesome. There's like He's like glowing and there's like stairs. You never saw that picture with white no, doves uh-uh. and shit God. everywhere? Troy can do yeah. miracles. There's he a did. there's a woodworker out at the flea market that does signs that, you know, like if your house says like the Hendersons, he'll put the Hendersons and then put like a Steelers logo on there's a the funniest I took a picture of there's a funniest <laughs> picture of Troy Palomalo yeah. diving with the ball and his legs are pointed in a way that it looks like he's got two broken legs <laughs> <laughs> like he's leaping out but his legs are all going it's just it's my, my favorite thing there was a rumor going around for a while I remember when I was in radio people would call all the time they had different versions of it and I knew it wasn't true but it was the coolest story it was on Troy because he's the nicest guy he really is man this is one of, of the athletes I've ever met this is one of the best guys you could ever meet. I mean, he's the real deal. This guy goes to Children's Hospital all the time, visits sick kids with no cameras, no fanfare. So just to give you the kind of characters. But anyway, the story, which is believable in a way, but it didn't happen, was, and, and, and I love that I get the calls. Like, people saying they were there, and, I, and I, it, it did not happen, as I found out, but you'd hear, hey, Jimmy, here's your story. I shot, I shot, Chickalinas and Greensburg or some restaurant. I don't know. By the way, great and Anapasta salad. And he said, be like, uh, so we're having dinner, right? I'm my old lady. We're having good dinner. Yeah. Call Mario, the whole thing. Pasta. And next thing you know, I got to pay my check. And he said, no, no. That man over there in the corner just bought dinner for everybody in the restaurant. It was packed. Packed Jimmy. Guess it was Troy Paul Marley. <laughs> we all stood up and applauded him. <laughs> and then somebody else called. Same story, but hey, Jimmy, uh, I was in New Kensington. <laughs> uh, I was at Roofies. 
<laughs> they serve drinks. They knock you out. Had dinner there. Picked up the tab. Troy Polmall. We all stood up and applauded. Him. <laughs> My God, this guy's bought dinner everywhere and gets applause, man. That's, that's crazy. Like, yeah. That's, that's, you know. Someone told me they, they met him once in public. Like, he had a hoodie on and he was, like, hidden, walking around like Michael Jackson used to back in the day. And he's walking <laughs> in the mall in Robinson. And uh, they ran into him and went, Troy. And he kind of freaked out because someone recognized him. And he was like, hey. And then disappeared. He like, he just faded. He's so soft-spoken guy. But, man, this guy could rip your head off. That's oh, what's yeah. so funny. You know what's funny? Um, after the Super Bowls, I was lucky enough to be able to cover, you know, a bunch of Super Bowls. And uh, after the win in, in 08, when San Antonio made the catch and Ben made that throw, right? It was the most amazing sports event for me. That was my favorite sports moment right there. For best live, obviously, to be at. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the games, after the Super Bowl, you know, win or lose, they have a party for family and friends of the Steelers. The NFL throws a party for both the winning team, losing team, and, and you, I was fortunate enough you know, to go to these parties. So I remember after the party in 08, and Troy, it's all down. He's the most down to earth guy. He maybe met me what, a few times just in interviews. That's all. And he's just standing there quiet. And he was standing there. He walks up and heading there, standing. He goes, "Hey, Jimmy, how are you?" And I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "Wow, wow!" You know, it's, it's amazing. He remembers me because there's a 50 million interviews this guy does. You know? And, and I go, "Hey, Troy." He goes, "Man, he goes, I almost blew that Super Bowl." I'm like, "What?" I almost messed it up. He said, "When Fitzgerald caught that ball and I couldn't get him." Because I remember that the catch for yeah, Charlotte and yeah, Troy yeah. said he misread it. And he didn't think, and he he said, "Man, we, can, can we even stop him if they get the ball again?" And, and sure enough, you know, Fitzgerald man made that cut, and he said, "I almost blew it. Thank God we won. I'd have, I would have had that on my head the whole year." Rest my <laughs> like, wow, man, it's the greatest player, you know, one of the yeah. greatest defensive players ever. He's very sensitive, <laughs> so down to earth. People and, don't forget that stuff. Like remember Jackie Smith in the Super Bowl against the Steelers, biggest stage man, Super Bowl, right in the right in the. Right between the numbers, right the and he just dropped it. Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> when you look at the highlights, you do see Fitzgerald running right past. You know, Troy just misses him. Like you know, whether he misread it, whether he thought Clark was going to, I don't know. But his speed was so good. Oh, you know, Fitzgerald. Crazy. That was a scary game, man. That was the most. That was one of the scariest games ever. It was. I remember we had like a hundred Steeler fans in these rows. Okay, in in at like one or two uh, uh, Arizona fans, and they were fucking with us. The Arizona fans. What? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, how could you fuck with a Steeler fan? With you know the Steeler record. I'm saying against the Arizona's history. And this guy thought he had it. He's standing up. He's looking. And I thought it was taking it personally. I mean, he was talking to all of us. He goes, where's your Super Bowls now? Like shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then when we won that game, when Holmes, oh, my God. He just, the guy just put his head down and walked out. I loved it. Wow. I loved it. <laughs> Yo, back to LeBron. Did you guys see that dunk that he did when he stared directly at Michael Jordan? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's pissed right. Jordan off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was the greatest thing I've <laughs> ever seen. Yeah, he my started life. looking at him, and uh, the whole way he didn't even look at the basket. He was like no. looking at Jordan sitting at the end of the bench and dunked. And, dunked. and then <laughs> Jordan's face looked. Well, yeah, he looked like he'd seen a ghost. The, yo, like there's nothing Jordan <laughs> could do. Like he's like, give me a time machine. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like he like wanted to get come out with yeah, come out with his game jerseys on. He went and drafted Bugs Bunny. And Bill Murray to play yeah. LeBron, <laughs> and the rest there. of the monsters of fucking Miami Heat. You know what? I'm ready for LeBron to do Space Jams. We got it right. That, that's a rumor. That a he rumor. was going to do Space Jam too. It yes. was going to be him or Dwight Howard. It's got to be LeBron. And they said LeBron's going to do Space Jam too. Or my buddy Dave's movie, Fish to Save Pittsburgh. Right? We got to get that. Yeah, we got to get LeBron. That be great in there. Yeah, he'd he be the star. He would. Hey, since we're on sports, Mikey, let's go with. Uh, 
Mike Waisaki with Twisted Sports, and we're gonna we're gonna pause for a commercial real quick here and come back with Mike with that. Don't let someone steal your great idea. Register a domain name now and put your idea online. GoDaddy is offering one new or transfer.com for the low price of two dollars and ninety five cents. Two ninety five. Whether you're building your dream business or starting a website for fun, visit GoDaddy.com and enter the code KREN295, K-R-E-N-N-295 at checkout. It's go time. Some limitations apply. See website for details. No restrictions. All right, Mike, let's go to Mike Wysocki, Twisted Sports. Mm. Well, we got uh, baseballs in full swing, and we just celebrated the 70th anniversary of D-Day on the same day as National Donut Day, so you can see how our priorities are declining. So today I'm going to combine baseball and U.S. presidents, the two things I read about the most. There have been 13 U.S. presidents since the Normandy invasion, and if I could put them on a baseball team, here's how it would go. At catcher and batting ninth, Franklin Roosevelt. <laughs> Where else would he play? Too soon? <laughs> yeah. Good bunner, but uh, not a whole lot of speed on the base pass. Smart guy. And uh, pitcher, George W. Bush. <laughs> the only guy on the list who can throw a strike. <laughs> Plus, he's an experienced cheerleader when the team is batting. A good rah-rah pep guy for the team. I'll throw a spitball. That's right. <laughs> First face, George H.W. Bush. He played there at Yale. Uh, and he wouldn't get a lot of cheers if the team played an exhibition in Japan. Uh, Not going to do it. Not going to cover first on the that. Second base, we got Jimmy, T- Jimmy Carter because oh. that's where the little guy usually plays on the team. <laughs> Nicest guy on the team and brings peanuts and Billy Beer to all the players. At shortstop, where the best athlete usually goes, I'm going to put John F. Kennedy. Wow. Despite his bad back, uh, he's tough. He uh, gets hit by a lot of pitches, so he would have a high on-base percentage to lead (laughs) off. Third base, Gerald Ford. Terrible, terrible base runner, but uh, a pretty solid guy, and uh, everyone likes him. In left field, Bill Clinton. Doesn't get the quality of road beef that the shortstop gets. But he's a good left-handed hitter with a little bit of belt, a little bit of pop. And uh, center field, Barack Obama, best speed on the team to cover center field. Although he's got a pretty weak throwing arm, if you've ever seen him throw out the first pitch of a game. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people stealing, people going extra bases on uh, Obama. And a right field, Ronald Reagan doesn't keep his head in the game. He's prone to a lot of mental lapses, but he keeps the team in good spirits with his corny jokes. <laughs> At closer, Harry S. Truman, even less popular in Japan than Bush. But for better or for worse, he knows how to close things out. You wouldn't think that a haberdasher, the diminutive haberdasher with his glasses would be fearsome, but in this case, the S stands for save. Uh, manager, Dwight Eisenhower. You got to like Ike. You got to put him general. in command. The general manager, Lyndon Johnson, knows how to deal with people and get things done. And that leaves bench coach and Ike's sidekick, Richard Nixon, because he would be good at stealing the signs and then covering it up. So that would be my 1944 to it. present day. Baseball team. That's awesome, man. Yes. That's great. Mike Wysocki, Twisted Sports. Great, Mike. I, I just pictured it, man, as you were saying it. I just did. I, I was like, that could be, that was a, that would be an interesting team. That's J, the J, best J, position. Yeah, JFK. Yeah. I could just see him. 
got to put him at shortstop. Yeah, he's got the, you know, he's just got that. He's built like a shortstop, right? Got to put Clinton in left. He went back, back. Imagine with the, you know, oh, anybody got any greenies? Bill and I had chasing some tail last night. I hope nobody hits anything left. I can see, I can see Lyndon Johnson having the ball boy killed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just yeah. slow on the. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and just GW just not understanding Russo. I don't know why he won't get out of the squat position. <laughs> I just think he's lazy. <laughs> Crazy. Wow, that would be you. People would pay for, to see that. Yeah, that yeah, would be the team. So. That would be a good team. That, that's brilliant, Mike. That's a great, great thought. Thanks. I love it. I love it. Hey, uh, let's talk about the, the big story. We can't get away from. We're not going to get away from for a few months. The uh, the army sergeant that they did the trade for the five Taliban people, the, the terrorists. Okay, we traded to get this guy uh, Bergdahl, who is who we find out later was a deserter. He deserted his unit, and we traded the five terrorists. Worst trade ever. <laughs> what was going on with President Obama? Going well. Uh, what have I not done? <laughs> uh, I haven't made a trade. I'll go for it. Sure, go ahead. Go ahead. Should later. we look into that? No, make a trade. <laughs> go for it. Five to one. Go. The Taliban were even freaking going. This is the tell you right now. Obama, in a word, he is a Cleveland Brown general manager of Terrorist Straits. Five for one. I mean, I did not have to give up my Mark McQuarrie rookie card. I was ready to throw in. He said, "No, go." That was amazing. How did this happen? How did we not know this guy was a deserter? What was that all about? Yeah, that's the worst trade ever. Worst trade ever. It's a tough one, though, man. If these, if you let him sit there and die, then you're going to get all kinds of shit for it. Uh, Bush released 522 prisoners <laughs> from Guantanamo for nothing. The war's ending soon, and the guy could have post-traumatic stress disorder. I mean, you don't know what goes yeah. on in battle. Is that, was and that, it initially that does a, look very bad, but people are pretty quick to judge and... Yeah, yeah I am. It was guy. a shitty trade. <laughs> 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 I'm quick to judge Mike like that. I could have uh, thrown in a hostage to be named later or something. I mean, <laughs> yeah, draft pick, something, yeah. you know, whatever. Five for one, though? Did Jeez. they say yeah. why he was a deserter? You know, they said he walked away from his unit, is all they know, and uh, actually... There's like he's five over, or six he's over there. guys. I'm gonna go get a pretzel. I'll be yeah, back. Yeah, fucking place open in Afghanistan. <laughs> and it one just it, kept walking. And they, and they even told me they said, uh, you know, and don't ever come back to Afghanistan. Even the fucking terrorists hate this dude. <laughs> they don't even want him. They don't even want him. That's no. They, they, and they showed like, did you see the video of the trade? It's, it's wild. They, they showed a video, and they actually, yeah, it's on video, and the guys like joking around with one of the terrorists before they. Cutting up, trade him. Yeah, yeah. It's a like up. you know, I'm going to miss your case case. You know, <laughs> uh, I'm going to miss you too, Bergy. Uh, they traded Polly Shore from Biodome. Oh my God, uh, yeah, over. That's what that is. Jeez, unbelievable. Worst, just worst trade ever. He so probably like got along with him after a while and just dealt with it. And he's just, I'm going to go back to America now. We've got a long history of trading. You know, like we say, we don't. We don't deal with terrorists, but we do. I mean, yeah. we've well, made in some certain trades circumstances, yeah. but don't you want to look at the fucking memo of the user trade? I'll just go for it. Go. I think yeah. Dave Chappelle had the funniest joke about how there's never any like black 
prisoners of war. <laughs> uh, yeah. And why? Because you won't get anything for him. Uh, <laughs> that, that shit was so funny. Did you ever see that routine? No. Yeah. Where he's like, yeah, he's like, uh, you know, he's reading. He's like, this is uh, Pookie, and I want to say I need help. We have been kidnapped, something along those lines. Oh and then the God. terrorist is like, we have them now. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Is anyone there? <laughs> I was like, yo, that's so true. <laughs> if you want to get a laugh, man, uh, go to Netflix or whatever and get Chappelle's show. Oh, yeah. There are some skits that will be forever. For forever. One of the funniest ever. The one with the blind uh, Ku Klux Klan oh, leader yeah, right. is one of the funniest fucking mm-hmm. things of all time, man. One of that the is just, things. I don't care what kind of sense you You have to laugh at that, right? Oh, you have to. <laughs> there is some shit that he did, man. It was just so brilliant. So brilliant. And, uh, yeah, I, w- I wish it went longer, but in a weird way, I like the fact that's, that the years... That's I do, too, years, and it, it didn't yeah. get lame. It didn't. It's yeah. immo- it, it immortalized didn't. him for just two seasons it, to be... Like, to the point where he's one of the most demanded comics to come ever. back. And then there was a rumor that him and Chris Rock were working on a tour together, yeah. like Kanye and Jay-Z did. Jeez. And if they did that tour, that would, would just go. destroy everyone's money. I would definitely go. I saw him do two and a half hours at the Improv about four years ago. And I got to hang out with him after the show. One of the most pleasant people you ever could meet. Oh, yeah. So unaffected, man. He's just sitting there eating fries, just talking to me about life. And he's more interested in my life than his, that kind of guy, you know? And just, yeah, just a good good guy. It, it's funny. They, everyone said when he walked away from that money and stuff, but he actually made a lot of money. He made, oh, he made like 20. Tons. He made millions already. Yeah. It wasn't like he was broke. Let's I, put it that I, way. I respect yeah. him for that completely. That just to yeah. turn it down, it shows that integrity they wanted to kind of do. Yes. Tell him which things he had to do on the show. Right. It was yeah. his show. It he shows, didn't let him right. you know. And, it, like, and, it, and, and it's funny. At the time, people thought it was the dumbest thing in the world. You he's know what? nuts. He went to Africa. He's yeah. crazy. He turned down $50 yeah. million. Dollars. Like, it's, yeah. it's called integrity. Yeah, integrity. Exactly, yeah. Mikey. And you know what? Integrity wins in the long run because, mm-hmm. like I said, right now, that stuff is gold when you look at our Netflix. In, in comedy, a lot of the comedy, you know, especially skit comedy like that, yeah. you could look at it like 20 years later, okay? And it's not as good. It's dated. You know, you, yeah. may, you could see how people may have been. Reason. This type of the stuff that he did 20 years from now, I believe we'll still the be next generation would have, will laugh their asses off at most of the skits. They'll, they won't be dated. In other help words. put Bill Burr in the spotlight, too. Yeah. Right. Bill, oh, yeah. 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 In uh, yeah, so Eddie Murphy's uh, Charlie Murphy, Charlie Murphy got to start from it, and uh, oh, Rick, I'm dude. Rick James. <laughs> That's oh my great... god, that Rick James skit is so fucking genius. The Funny Prince stuff, one man. makes me laugh so much. Just there was so much crazy <laughs> shit. But that's Prince also did. why his life became so crazy is because he couldn't do a show and talk for five minutes without someone yelling, I'm Rick James, bitch. Yep. He was, and, yeah. Uh-huh. And just like we, Steve Martin, people yelling out, you know, he, Steve Martin talked about that in his autobiography where mm-hmm. he became such a well-known entity that he couldn't get through a show without people going, excuse me. And uh-huh. they, they, uh-huh. That's yeah. a good point, John. They tr- these guys, like uh, Steve Martin, uh, Chappelle, uh, they, they like transcended. <laughs> when you reach that arena level of comedy, they transcended mm-hmm. comedy into something else. Like the, you know, you read about the Beatles and stuff, and you know, they said when they were in Shea and the whole that whole tour when it came up, they said they didn't even you couldn't hear them. They said, yeah, or you didn't know you weren't they weren't even listening to the music, and it was like. What are, you know? What are we doing? And they're not even listening. They're just screaming. People are right. just a phenomenon. They're screaming. That's at why you. they quit. They didn't have the monitors that were loud enough to overcome the crowd noise to even hear themselves play. And they stopped touring. While. Right? They That's when they just say, yeah. "We'll just do studio." That's crazy as hell. It is to get that huge. <laughs> that huge but, yeah. but to, to do it as a comedian is even crazy. yeah, it's even fucking uh-huh. yeah. You're right. You know what's crazy? You you brought that brought up a good point because remember that situation he had up. Uh, what was it? Connecticut or whatever? Chappelle. 
Yeah, Chappelle had okay. that incident where people were yelling, I'm Rick James, bitch, and all mm-hmm. this different stuff. And one time he told the crowd that they were idiots in L.A., and then he dropped the mic and walked away. Oh, yeah. But I he told that. the funniest story about <laughs> Damon Wayans, which um, Damon Wayans is one of the coolest people, and his stand-up's amazing. And there was a point in time where Homie the Clown was so big <laughs> that everybody asked him to do Homie the Clown. Yeah. And he was like, no, I just want to you know, chill, do my set. That's what he told the crowd. They kept yelling it and demanding it. And he was like, y'all want to hear Homie the Clown? And he took the mic and farted in it and dropped it and walked away. Really? It just got you. He didn't want to do it. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess you, if you think about it, there's a lot of people who say just do it and get it out of the way. But that shit it lingers it, on throughout it, it, the I show. I guess in some way it would get frustrated. Because you know, think about Always. any jokes you wrote, anything you, you, know, you want to put out there. And then all of a sudden you think, wow, I just got this brilliant joke I wrote. I'm ready to get out. And it's all you hear is uh you know, oh my damn it, or whatever the yeah, slug I'll, line was. <laughs> that would be annoying for Chappelle. You're trying to do your act, and there's some d bag frat boy date raper with a backwards <laughs> baseball hat yeah. yelling Rick James bitch every yeah. five minutes when you're trying to do a joke. Yeah, and it's not quite a heckler. You don't uh, even know what to yeah, do. Yeah, because uh-huh. he's genius. Hell? He has genius material. He is. Yeah, he is brilliant. If you get a chance to see him. He doesn't tour a lot, but when he does, but that tour you're mentioning, that'd be cool. Oh, it would do be that. Cool. Who opens for who? Yeah, well, really. That's the weird thing. I guess it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, who would? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you'd have to flip. Well, you know, they did a crazy one. It was all three comics that disappeared off the radar did this free. I think it was free in San Francisco, and I watch it on YouTube all the time. I wish I could have been there, but it was Cat Williams, Dave Chappelle, and Chris Tucker. And they did, like, this show, and, like, Chris Tucker and Chappelle would oh, do, like, random sh- shows. Oh, they show together? Yeah, because it was all these people that went off the radar that just all yeah, had conspiracy theories behind them. Is this before Cat Williams had his lobotomy? <laughs> yeah, this is before. <laughs> he's, the, he's not all there. <laughs> Yo, I heard, I heard a couple stories, uh, some background stories about that. Remember he went off and fought that kid in the, well, it was it, a younger dude. Yeah, In yeah, the yeah. audience. Yeah. Well, he's always fighting. But he yeah. fought some dude <laughs> in the audience. Um... In uh, Oakland, he got a hold of some bad drugs. Oh, really? Now he's—they th- said he's a. Uh, I heard he's bipolar. Yeah, and he doesn't take his medicine. So what one comic said, yeah. and then the other person that was there, the comic that told me, said that him and a bunch of guys were together, and he left the room, and they were smoking like a specific type of weed with something else on it and it fucked him up to the point where he couldn't handle it it was too strong there might have been some type of oil involved with it and laced it or something like that but whatever it was he couldn't handle it and if you watch the video he's all fucked up like i mean (laughs) dude's stumbling he was like i did he's like i did more specials than your favorite comic like he's just Just out there he talked about like george carlin richard pryor like they did four i did 12 that, that, that when you said about him <laughs> fighting in the audience and stuff, the first thing I thought of, for Christ's sake, is that that damn video that's out that's been out for like 20, 15 years. It, it's you go on YouTube; it's the greatest video. That comic, he's like in Oklahoma with the guitar, during the, with the guitar, and he's up there and he just takes the guitar off and just whacks it over the a guy's head. It's the yeah, greatest video of all time. And then the whole crowd. And he, my Ooh. favorite part of that is he he wants to continue at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and he justifies it. He goes, "Hey, yeah. I'm sorry, the guy fucking <laughs> came at me. What do you think, folks? They're like, no. Yeah, you heard and that. Then he just goes, no. He just goes, shows over, and he just walks off. That was my favorite too. When he goes, shows over, uh, like he was gonna punish the crowd. He was. Just <laughs> it's a good close. Kenny Moore. Is that yeah, his name? Yeah, yeah. you know what's funny? Dennis oh God, Miller awesome. uh, had that actual guitar on the wall of his office. He ended up buying that <laughs> really? guitar. Yeah. The, now the, that uh, is something to buy. I know. And then one of his writers got fired and took it off the wall. And really? Left, ah, and took it on his way out. Yeah. Yeah. That no, comedy Dave, history. Dave comedy history. Yeah. Dave Settlemeyer, you know, my agent, best friend for years. Dave, uh, 
would always send me these when he'd come through his office. He sent so th- this video was on when he's back in, when he first came out. And, and, but there was he had a few comics on there, and, and the other one was my all time. Fa- I cannot find it on YouTube. I can't remember the guy's name, and damn it, I can't find the video. But I, I watched it so many times with buddies. Me and my buddies, you know, Robert and Kenny and all Tommy and yeah. all these guys. Richie, we'd watch it over and over. We'd, we'd go to this cabin, a drinking party. I'd always have to bring the video. We laughed so fucking hard at this video. <laughs> this guy does 30 minutes of Rupert Pupkin shit from King of Comedy. He's in his living room, and he's, this is his demo tape to send out to agents and club owners. <laughs> he is in overhauls in his living room by himself with just a camera on him, and he is doing the worst shit ever. It's the worst act uh, ever. You still got it? No, I can't find it. Uh, but the, the best part is you saw he, it at the garage. my so. favorite all-time thing. I may have mentioned this once. I think I did like 20 episodes ago but I have to do it again my favorite thing because it was when he's standing up there and he's talking he's doing his shtick and he goes he starts playing with the audience oh yeah who's not there crowd work and he goes uh, (laughs) he's working and he gives the girl a name he's like he's like yeah what are you Brenda Brenda what do you what do you do what do you do for a living, Brenda? Oh my! God. Oh really? Like she's not saying. Oh, he's answering. Oh, and my, then it gets better. He goes like this. He goes, Brenda, thank you so much. Let's get the manager to club. Now he's in his living room. Uh. Marty, Marty, <laughs> Marty, would would you get get Brenda a drink and put it on my table? <laughs> awesome. So now he done fucked up and just showed everyone he's going to spend the club's money. He just money. bought Brenda his imaginary <laughs> friend got drinks. Oh man! His mom, Rupert, what are you doing, that mom? <laughs> Basement. Oh, you Isn't that awesome. You used to get you used to tell me stories about all these tapes. Please tell yeah, yeah, tell yeah. them about the the dude with the hat. Uh, there used to be a guy named Slick Rick who used to wear <laughs> used to wear a cat in the hat hat on. Stage. Oh God! And it was great. the worst the worst comic. He he'd send these tapes from like these black <laughs> venues that even they they just not having it. And he'd do like he'd do like a little bit of everything. He did some bad magic tricks. He's like, <laughs> like pretend to pour water in a woman's purse, and he goes he goes and he brings a woman on stage. He goes now show these people that that your purse is dry. <laughs> and that there is no water in this fur. And it's just like, <laughs> some of them I still have, you know, because when, when I worked in Rich Miller's office, I was yeah. the phone yeah. guy, and, and I would get all his tapes. <laughs> and we had a few of those guys in their living room. That's great. I stuff, have a guy yeah, doing 45. Room. Really? And, it, and what's, what's funny is he looks like he, uh, <laughs> it looks like he just went to Spencer's Gifts, <laughs> bought 15 like novelty things, and said, I'll just take this up there and riff. I'm just going to riff on all this. And he's got the bikini inspector hat. Working oh, magic. Oh, it's, oh, it's unreal. We should get together one one time. And well, I have so much bad I'm comedy. Yeah. I am all we, in. No, we Love really have to do this. This has to go down. Yeah. We'll actually Love have to record it for, for our listeners to, to, to listen oh. to some of the bits. We will have that for you. We'll record those, Johnny, because because that that's priceless shit, man. I, I worked at a lot of comics, man, and my you know coming up when I was a kid, man. A lot of these mountain comics and stuff. And <laughs> I remember this, this, these guys in the Catskills. They used to, and I thought they were legends, man. And one guy, he'd have a breakdown every week on stage. You know, he'd like the people would be like eating. Dinner during his act, which he bought me, and he'd be up to the brave. Like, what am I? What am I, piece of shit? You cocksuckers. Like, he's, he's called people cocksuckers. Guys at the end of his oh, rope. God, one guy came Content up to me. for the audience is always every good. Week, every week, the one guy would come up and says, Jimmy, let me tell you something. You want to be a pro? Yes. His name is Ronnie. Yes, Ronnie. He goes, get a tux. What? Get a tux. You're here. The audience is here. You want to be up here like me. 
Pucks. <laughs> Come on. You always have to dress better huh? than the audience. Yeah, and I, I saw this guy. He sold a Vegematic in front of Woolworths. <laughs> uh, <laughs> huh? That was his job. He made a lot of money. Yeah, really. Get a tux, kid. You don't fuck around. Get a tux. My favorites was this mountain guy. He was a magician. And I was doing the, it was a kid. I was like 20 years old. Gateway Clipper boat. And it's yeah. a prom. Okay. Now, I'm Ugh. 21 or whatever. I'm sort of in the real house of the age of these kids. I go up, do my act, and it fucking bombs. I just can't get anything out of them. Right? Nothing. Mm. Like 20 minutes of death. And I go backstage, and this magician, man, he has this weird magician beard. You know, like trimmed down <laughs> to a point. You know, this weird hair, like balled up from, just a weird look to him, you know? And he goes, he looks at me, real pompous. He goes, you're an amateur. I said, what? He goes, you're an amateur. That's why you didn't get laughs. <laughs> because, because let me show you how it's done So I'm like alright He was next He goes up He fucking bombs He is bombing so bad There's one person laughing And it's me And these kids are just booing him Throwing shit at him But my favorite part I kid you not He had these like uh, uh, The rings? Light fire thing uh, the, the torches So he goes He lights one No reaction He lights two No reaction He, I'm not kidding He gets to five and there's 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 a fucking flame that's so big he's gonna eat the fire and the kids react. He had to get the five and the kids react. And, and I see a guy I'm on the clipper. I see a guy, a bartender. I'm not kidding. Grab a fucking fire extinguisher. Like he's looking like what is this? So he gets it and, he, and the guy goes down and I'm not I'm not making this up. The fucking guy's beard caught on fire. Oh. And the guy yes the guy whacks him with the fuck with the fire extinguisher. He hits him with the fire extinguisher, which he probably didn't have to. It was just a little boom. It went up and he just nails him. Guys. The kids are going nuts. <laughs> the guy is covered in all that powder shit. And, and I remember he had a feather thing in his act, all these feathers. And I remember this one feather sticking right in his forehead, this whole thing. And he comes by, looks like he's in tears. And as he walks by, he looks at me and he goes, they're fucking animals. <laughs> 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 this is fucking awesome. They're fucking animals. I'm like, oh, my God. That's, oh, great. that's what he gets for being a dick. Yeah, really. That's, That's what you can't mm -hmm. you cannot be arrogant in this business. It will humble you real fucking fast, man. Oh yeah, definitely. You what, know? What's the worst that you've ever seen live? <laughs> oh god. I've oh, a lot oh, worse live. Like, do you have few. like a story of like one that you witnessed that was I just saw the greatest I saw one of the greatest hecklers. Uh there's this heckler? cowboy heckler. Okay. There's this guy from uh, <laughs> Texas named Cowboy Bill Martin. <laughs> big huge front teeth. Huge big front teeth. And uh He's heckling. Uh, someone's heckling him, and and there was like a weird thing, like where there was there, two portions of the crowd where one of them's telling the other to shut up, and there was all this <laughs> stuff. And he goes, "Hey, hey, hey, calm down, you guys." He goes, "Listen, I make a hundred thousand dollars a year doing this." <laughs> and someone goes, "Why don't you fix your teeth?" <laughs> <laughs> I about uh, fell out of my chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's awesome. Once uh, the heckler gets you, you're, you're done. done. You've lost <laughs> yeah. all credibility. You gotta yeah. leave. Well, you gotta done. go. Yeah, thank you. Good night. Thank Show's you, over. Crazy. Why don't you fix your fucking? Teeth? <laughs> Uh, that is tremendous. And have you ever heard of Haywood Banks? I worked with yeah, him. Yeah, okay, my friend. Says, man, he's brilliant, actually. Haywood. Yeah, yeah. He had, when I was on the Bulldozer was a huge song. Okay, yeah. Great song guy. He's very funny. Mm, uh, but he was on stage. And, and if the crowd's not buying it, it can be a long... Because yeah. it's kind of corny, mm. some of his stuff. Yeah, but it's he a has character. A, he, has right. a, he, he has a piece of cardboard, and on it says this. <laughs> and he goes... He pulls it out. He goes, what do you think of this? 
how about this? Uh, what do you think? And and someone goes, we paid twenty dollars for this. Uh, yeah. yeah. Josh Sneed told me that story. It's great, man. Uh, uh, yeah, this and that. You know? Yeah, yeah. Look this. at you. Maybe he pulls out nothing. He goes, what do you look at you? You're nothing. He hands a guy the horse is nothing. Look at, hold that, and he goes, look at you. You're nothing. Yeah. How about this or that? Yeah. Then that one's something. You're something. <laughs> Little nothing. Twenty dollars for this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, leave saying uh, that that quick. He's one of those guys that, 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 that should be bigger than he ever He's was. He's a throwback. It definitely carries. Very funny. Yeah. Very funny, man. Hey, I, we're talking about it, man. That'll be me 20 years from now. Where am I? A piece of shit. <laughs> you cocksuckers. <laughs> I'll come up and hug you. you and hug hold me. Dietary. Dietary. I pissed on audiences <laughs> like that in the cat skills. Come on, a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, hey, man. It's, it was a, a you know, fun show, man. Really enjoyed it. Uh, great show. Thank you, uh, J&D uh, Waterproofing, our, our sponsor. And a great time, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Always appreciate listening to Download. Jim Crane, no restrictions. business, whether large or small, is in need of commercial collections, choose PrimeCore Group. PrimeCore Group is a Pittsburgh-based corporate collections agency. Now, if your business is owed money, PrimeCore Group is there to help you. On a contingency basis only, PrimeCore Group will recover what is owed to you in a professional and trusted manner. Contact PrimeCore Group today by going to primecoregroup.com.